Welcome, everyone, to an all-new episode of the Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse are back, and it is WrestleMania weekend. Peter, Jonathan, Justin, how are we doing, boys? Hey. You're going to call that a weekend? It's like a month. <laughs> WrestleMania weekend is upon us. It's Wednesday. It's Thursday, April 8th. Thursday, actually. Thursday, April 8th. We are four days into the 12 straight days of professional wrestling on television. It's it's officially WrestleMania weekend. I don't have a sign to point to, but we're we're locked and loaded. Yes, you are. It, let's go. It's the weekend no one cares about. Let's go, baby. <laughs> it's double uh, or nothing seven weekend. <laughs> Speaking of things that nobody ever asked for, uh who is a person that asked for the exit numbers to be changed in Massachusetts? Oh, it's uh, terrible. I want to know. Honestly, it, it's, and how, it's... And how did they do it so quickly? I just woke up one day and they were all magically changed. Yeah, they announced it, the rollout about 18 months ago. So it, it's, it's, something that, it's something that they do in like Maine and Michigan because they do it in Canada. And it kind of makes sense. The exit number is what? The mileage yeah, from a certain... Yeah, I, I kind of like it. You know what? I didn't notice it. I haven't looked at an exit number in 25 years, guys. See, I only go by <laughs> exit numbers. I don't look at what's written on the exit. That's I just right. go, oh, that's exit 28. Now I have to like, oh, shit, what is this? That's yeah. right. Like back in the day when Pete used to go, hey, we're in Woburn, so we want to go to Waltham, so we want 95 North. <laughs> <laughs> I, use, I use exit numbers for two places. Stram, your old place in Waltham, and yep. on your house right now. Those are the only two places that I'm not super comfortable driving without, like, some, you know, some hit points to remember. Yep. So I need exit numbers. That's good. Don't give my address away. I don't want the fan showing up. Uh, <laughs> or bigger app. Oh. <laughs> hey, take that back. <laughs> I wonder who lives there now. That would be kind yeah, of funny. I'd like, like to meet him, too. Yeah. His name is Sean Frembley. <laughs> Sean Frumpy. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Sherry's Apple Juice. We have it and you don't. <laughs> yes. 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 No apple juice? No, no context. Like, no, hey, how have you been? I haven't talked to you in a year. Yeah. Whoops. Did you lose him? Oh, she, she, just, she, just, she just hacked in. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Here's the apple juice, McMahon. She oh, just apple juice. She, she just thermite. There's thermite paint inside the Mott's apple juice factory. I thought this was a heavenly donuts, god damn it. <laughs> Woo! Speaking of uh, other things nobody asked for, can I tell you guys a joke? Yeah. A Scottish guy and a Greek guy are hanging out, and the Scottish guy is going through... And he's telling the Greek guy about all the things the Scottish people invented. And the Greek guy leans back and he goes, well, he goes, us Greeks, we invented sex. So there's that. And the Scottish guy goes, yeah, but we introduced it to women. (laughs) (laughs) Roman, Roman, I'm going to show you this WrestleMania. Roman. That's a good McIntyre. I, I did do a good match. Unless that was a Sheamus, and then it was terrible. Lashley! <laughs> Lashley! You're gonna get it, Lashley! It's this Sunday at WrestleMania. 
Well, before we dive into WrestleMania weekend in the preview, it's time for everyone's least favorite uh, segment, Pusher Squash. Oh. Wow. To Pusher Squash. Let me pull up my notes. Hold on. S-Q-W-A-S-H. Squash. All right. We got three topics. Pusher Squash. Here we go. Pusher Squapic number one. The rise of the pinnacle, or the pineapple, as Chris Jericho calls them, has triggered a war between the group and MJF, MJF's former group, the Inner Circle. Two weeks ago, MJF introduced his group one by one, complimenting each athlete. This week, Jericho cut a promo to rip them apart. Pusher squash this current lineup of the pineapple. MJF, Wardlow, Dax, Spears, and Tully. And if you're squashing, who are you replacing? <laughs> Mr. Strem. Uh, I'm pushing it. I, I like it a lot. You know, you have your mouthpiece in MJF. You get the tag team. You get the muscle in uh, Wardlow. You get the sort of wild card, Spears, who's kind of – he needed this for his career. He was going sideways for a long time. And then you have the mentor, Tully. So I really think it's balanced. Um, all these guys were pretty established before the group was formed. So I am giving it a thumbs up. Push. You're a push. Pete Carapazis, push a squash. Push <laughs> to the moon. Um, I like everyone in it. I don't think you could change it. I think it's the perfect stable right now. It's like everyone you need, like like Justin just said, you have everyone's got their role. Maybe they should have called it the perfect stable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe they need like a uh, like a eye candy. They need like a, yeah, they need a girl, exactly. Yeah. You know who would be good in that? Would be Chris the Jade, Jade. Jade would be good in this. Oh, Jade. Uh, well, yeah. Fit the dynamic, if you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So um, you're a push. Push. Chris, push or squash. Push. <laughs> <laughs> you should play like toilet sounds when you like go push. I, I, was, I was trying to find a clip of salt and pepper just going push it real good but uh i couldn't find it fast enough i think i i love this lineup um they my only problem is people are getting too much uh offense in on wardlow if he's going to be the muscle he's got to be like scary and when people get shots in on him it needs to mean something yeah. you know i think this that's is, uh... I think that's a criticism of AEW. Um, Am I not allowed to? Him, him the uh, the murder the murder hawk. It's these these big guys that come in and they're not really big after a couple matches because Cody beats them or no, oh, Cody, yeah, well, or Cody right. beats them. Absolutely right, and that's that's my only that's my only issue with the group as it's currently constructed. They've yeah. mi- he's been made out to look beatable and a bit weak, and I, they. Need- I think I think you're right, but I also think he's the one guy that can recover from that very quickly. You can make yeah. people forget about all that very quick once you put this guy on a on a, on a proper push because he hasn't even gotten that yet. And I hate his name. Is Wardlow his last name? I like name like, I like his name. Is his name like Jake Wardlow? Chris, it's like Kramer. Yeah, it's just Wardlow. <laughs> Cosmo Wardlow. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. Uh... The D is just kind of weird. It should be at the end, like Warlord. Yeah, yeah you I keep wanting to call him Warload. <laughs> I like Wardlow. I think it works. Or wardrobe. It's, I think it's war, me, I think it's War and Warlord. Pushed, well, no, it's... <laughs> I, I think his name should be Joe Cocksmith. 
Oh my you... God, it's Joe Coxman. What I do you think, think, Bird in Trembley's backyard? Oh. <laughs> oh. Squad! Squad! This is a career saver for Spears. Fuck yeah. you, it is. It is. <laughs> it really I'd is. Like to see, I'd like to see Dr. Britt Baker join mm, the uh, Now we're talking. Oh, no. I forgot about no, no. her. No, she's angling for a career in WWE when she says, I don't want to listen to the uh, standings on who gets a title shot. I think it should be based on T-shirt sales, merch sales. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Lance Storm went after the the writer on AEW's payroll, Dave Meltzer, um, when after Brit's, <laughs> when after Brit's um, promo. When after, after Brit's promo, you know, Lance Storm was like, how does an unsanctioned match loss affect your rankings and the win losses if it doesn't count? And Meltzer was like, "Well, she lost the main event match." And so it was, was like, "It was non-sanctioned. It shouldn't count." And Rick Baker even said that in a promo yesterday. Right. Can I, th- can I tell you that I like, I love the lights out. People pop when you turn those lights off and turn it back on. It's a big pop. It yeah. is. They did that yeah. when we went to go see Dynamite. It was a Omega and uh, that other loser, Janela. Joey Janela, yeah. And they had a lights out match on Dark. Hey, hey, hey. Easy on Joey Janela. Hey, look what's out, by the way. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. Shrimp's going to fall asleep right after he drinks that. That's right. No, no, that's <laughs> Oktoberfest. Oh, I hey. know. But the, the follow up was why would AEW sanction a barbed wire exploding ring match, but not a one on one no DQ match between two women? <laughs> hey, hey, details, details. You know, Chris, if, you're asking too many questions for my liking. You can't uh, I'm asking for logic in wrestling, I know. <laughs> oh, I'm actually squashing this. Um, and the one person I'd replace is I'd get rid of that stupid idiot Sean Spears who's worthless. <laughs> All right, next topic. Who, wait, who would you, you replace him with? with? Yeah, you gotta you gotta oh, well, Hey, Moxley, you can't say you hate him and then not give an alternate to it. Chris, I replace him with air. He's a wrestler you might not have heard of yet, but he blows through every week. An air sandwich. An air sandwich. I'm kidding. I love the pinnacle push. Ooh, uh, a clean, a clean sweep of a push. Yeah, I wish I, the broom. I wish we had a uh, soundboard that we could like go crazy or something. I have an old soundboard. I'll work on adding sounds to it. All right, squapic. Push your squapic number two. The consensus this year, except for Chris, is a weak WrestleMania build by WWE, putting a bit of a stain on this year's festivities. And there are plenty of festivities, from the Hall of Fame on Tuesday to NXT on Wednesday and Thursday, SmackDown Friday, then Two Nights of Mania, then Raw on Monday, then NXT debuting the following Tuesday. Wow. Push a squash. Then AEW on Wednesday. That's not a WWE product. Yeah. Push or squash, Chris. The seven straight days of WWE. So, as you know, in preparation for this week, I took all of last week off from watching any wrestling whatsoever. I went full shutdown. So, I am a squash on seven consecutive days. (laughs) It's too much. There's burnout. There should have been one night of NXT. Um, You know, you got to have your lead in Raw's. Raws and SmackDowns. You got to have those lead-ins. Hall of, I would, I would try to cut down to one night of NXT, and hopefully next year go back to one night of WrestleMania. So you have Raw Monday, Hall of Fame Wednesday, 
Friday night SmackDown, Saturday night have the Hall of Fame, and then WrestleMania. <clears throat> I'm a squash. Cut it down. You need Peter. to have you need to have some days off to breathe. Pete Carabatza, Butcher Squash. Squash! Uh, I agree with Chris. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much wrestling. Uh, too much wrestling. Wrestling WrestleMania should be one night. I wouldn't mind if they moved it to Saturday nights, by the way. That would be great. And oh, yeah, yeah. the Hall of Fame should be, like, on a Tuesday. Like, it shouldn't be part of the weekend. I know, I know why it is, because everyone's already there. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know. Like, to put that on a Saturday, but the pay-per-view on a Sunday just seems backwards to me. And Dude, if I could interject on that point for a second, um, I think the Hall of Fame being part of WrestleMania weekend likens it to real sports. Like, NFL, they do their Hall Hall of Fame Super Bowl weekend. That's, you know, the MVP awards are given out, you know, championship week. I, I think that kind of ties into the festivities of the Super Bowl of wrestling. Oh, I get it. I just, I just selfishly, I just don't like that it's on during the week. Okay. But, but besides that, it's just too much. Seven days, seven days of wrestling. God even took a rest mm. on the seven <laughs> days. But Vince hey, McMahon does Vince not. Vince will take his rest on the eighth. <laughs> so I'm gonna squash. Just Pete, if you go rest. tip to taint, like I like to say, it's actually nine days: Monday Night Raw all the way to Tuesday Night NXT. Yeah, too much. And I think NXT would have benefited from having oh this table uh, a week a week separated or two, a week or two separated after Mania. Yes, Chris, Chris you're right. I missed Monday Night Raw. <laughs> well, I would say I missed it. <laughs> I watched Raw this week. You didn't miss anything. The main no. event was Baron Corbin versus Drew well, McIntyre. Well, well, Pete, they had to save it for the next six seven days. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, just, if you're trying to promote WrestleMania. Your main event shouldn't be Baron Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Drew. Baron was there to Drew. soften up Drew for uh, Lashley. Yeah, they they definitely Cobra Kai'd it because MVP came and goes, I don't care if you beat him, just hurt him. Right. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Stram, push or <laughs> squash? I'm going to push it. Um, I got to be consistent because you're an idiot. I got to be consistent. <laughs> Listen, I don't know if that's cat, if it's that cat and mass air, but you're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I hate. I got to be consistent. You first of all, you don't have to watch every single night. I I go. I have friends that don't watch for a whole year, and then they watch WrestleMania because they recap every. Oh, to us, you don't have friends. Correction: <laughs> we, yeah, we used to have friends. Now they barely talk to us on the email chain. Yeah. Now we have to wait. Now <laughs> I mean, we have to wait to hear their in the hospital. and three oh. people said sorry. I mean, out of the seven that are on it. That seemed quite insensitive asking for brownies. So. Oh man, I was laughing when you did that. <laughs> She responded. She says she says anytime. Oh, she <laughs> did? Right oh. now. <laughs> anytime, Jonathan. <laughs> oh God. So the only thing I don't like I and hopefully this is just the pandemic. Please go back to one day on WrestleMania. I don't care if it's super long. Start earlier. The two-day thing is – I don't like it, and I love, actually, the Hall of Fame on the weekend because, to me, uh, the Hall of Fame 
I may be showing my age, but I enjoy the Hall of Fame as much, if not more, than WrestleMania for the stories and how grateful these people seem to be to get inducted. I've seen some of the greatest speeches from Jake the Snake and and uh, DDP and and even people you wouldn't expect give great speeches and how uh, humbled they are to be up there. So I am going to push it and don't feel obligated to watch the, the SmackDown. Just going to be a prelude to the feud that's going to be finished on Sunday and take a break. If you if you're sick of it, don't watch it. Did you watch this year's Hall of Fame? Because I still haven't watched no. it. Yeah, I, no, no I just got my cable, and I haven't yeah. even signed up for Peacock yet. i got to do it yeah. tomorrow. I'm going to recap the Hall of Fame in a couple of minutes. Um, mm. Let me say this. So last year, when we were blindly – I love watching John's neighbor just hauling shit in the background every two seconds, by the way. It's very entertaining. Um <laughs> Last year, having the two nights when we were robbed of going to Mania in person, um, it made sense because they had two huge main events on each night. Yes. Okay? They had enough steam to keep – like, we were all interested in watching that. And plus, the pandemic was like – it was like the beginning of the pandemic, so, like, what else are you going to do? So two nights of Mania wasn't such a bad thing. Well, this year, though, it feels cool. like – what did you say? That should have been the end of the pandemic. It was like two weeks after, you know, for an argument. I thought after I thought after two weeks we were gonna jump on a plane plane to go see WrestleMania. Remember when we all yeah, fifteen months straight. Yeah, and then we all thought, eh, we'll just go to SummerSlam instead. Um, but this year, I don't unless I'm missing something. There isn't one match that I'm like I have to see that. We'll get there. Yep. I've got I've got the preview. We got to talk. Mania. We got to talk mania. All right. All right. Well, I am uh, I'm squashing uh, eight days. <clears throat> Sorry, I was wrong the first time. I'm squashing eight days of wrestling. I, I get it. Nine? How, how do you get nine. nine? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, you're right. That's. Wow. I'm sorry. I wasn't counting thumbs. Um. So <laughs> I. Uh, I'm squashing. It's honestly, it's like you want to kill your product. Chef, like, look at baseball. Baseball's on every friggin' night, and it's super boring. It's super long, like just like Raw. You gotta get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> and, and honestly, it's if you did Mania this year, you know what I would love to see? All right, do two nights. The first night, invite people who missed last year's, bring them in, do all the matches. I know some people aren't signed. Bring them in, just do the matches, and then do the next Mania the next night. It's like. Come on, let's 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 live it up. <laughs> right. And then the the Hall of Fame, do it on Friday night. Replace the two hour SmackDown with the two hour Hall of Fame. You know. Yeah. You can That's actually a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I, it it yeah. used to be Saturday night for a reason because it's NXT Saturday night Hall of Fame, uh, NXT Friday night Hall of Fame Saturday night, WrestleMania Sunday night, which is a fine format. I mean, Pete says put it on Saturday. You can't put it on Saturday. It's for little fucking kids. They're not hanging out Saturday nights, you know. Actually, no, you know, Pete, that's a great idea. I feel like it's a better night because they don't have school the next day. You are completely right, but but the whole idea behind America is to torture children. That's why we send them to school in the first place. (laughs) Uh, One good thing I did hear about the, you know, the burnout factor and everything, both nights are going to be held to under four hours this year. They're really, they're trying hard. That's why they didn't load up, you know, with like nine or ten matches on each night. And actually, there's going to be two matches on Friday night. And it's going to be a WrestleMania kickoff edition of SmackDown. There's not going to be any kickoff matches on Saturday or Sunday. 
that first entrance in front of a, the, a crowd for the first time in 54 weeks is going to be big, and they're going to try to make it mean something. So they're not going to overload Saturday and Sunday um, with, you know, four and a half, five hours of matches. They're going to try to keep it well, each I night think, to three, three and a half. I think – I don't think so – I think you're giving them too much credit. I don't think they're doing that by choice. I think they have a limit of, as to how long people can sit in the stadium because of COVID restrictions. Actually, Pete, they Actually, Pete, they don't because Florida is uh, 100% opened up. They're actually. No, no, I, know, I know they're open, up, but like I still that. think there's rules for sporting events how long you can have them in the seats and in the stadium. But they're starting at eight o'clock too, so um, it's gonna go like eight to eleven. But yeah, that's a normal show. Yeah. yeah. They're not doing their their regular seven o'clock. If, start if you don't think they're doing something at seven o'clock, then you're you're crazy. That's what I've heard. There's not going to be any kickoff matches. The, the first match is going to be the one that goes live at 8.03 with a big a big elaborate entrance to welcome, you know, the 40,000 people back or however many that they sold tickets to. Hopefully, wow, is it that many? Hopefully That's it's not the... Important. Good, good. Hopefully it's not the women's tag title match. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we really need that on a big primetime spot. I, I I guarantee the first match on night one is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. I hope the match on SmackDown that's a pre-kickoff show is uh, is the triple threat match between Daniel Bryan, Roman, and Edge. No, no, actually the, the two the SmackDown two matches on SmackDown are going to be the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Nice. Oh, that, yeah, that quickly became a jobbers right, match anyway. and then. Um, a fatal four-way for the SmackDown tag titles. Drew, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth's brother Dolph, um, and Bobby Roode against the uh, Mean Street Private Party Prophets of <laughs> the Hardy, whatever the hell they're called, versus the Chad Gable and Otis versus Ray and Dominic. <laughs> Chad so Gable and Otis are a tag team? <laughs> yeah, they, they have been for about six months now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. But obviously, Ray and Dominic are going to win. They're going to be the first father-son combo to be tag champions in a company not owned by the father and son. I can't wait for uh, Dominic to turn on his father. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yep. It's going to be a good spot. So if they get us there, that's fine with me. I don't care what the ladder match said. I know Eddie was my real dad. I (laughs) wish they would go there. uh, If only Eddie was still alive. But we're way off topic. Let's get back yeah. to John's pusher squash. All right, final one. Pusher squapic number three. The longest pusher squash of all time. I love a squapic. During the seven days of madness, we have a weird respite Sunday night. Excuse me. God bless you. At the conclusion of WrestleMania, Chris Jericho is returning to the WWE Universe. <laughs> Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. This is the second time your dinner has been on the podcast. I'm sorry, I came home and came home and I swallowed it. God bless the wife; it was already made. (laughs) Let's start over. Hi, my name is John Trumbly. Welcome to Rushmore Wrestling. (laughs) Uh, During these seven days of madness. We have a weird respite Sunday night. After the conclusion of WrestleMania, Chris Jericho is returning to the WWE Universe to join the Stone Cold Podcast. Much to the shock of the wrestling world, 
rumors of Sting coming on later this month also has the wrestling world buzzing. Tony Khan's fine with it. Are you? Justin Strim, push or squash AEW talent on the Austin podcast. Oh, push it times a million. This might be my strongest push ever. And the reason is these people are going to get their opinions out one way or the other. And if you're a fan, you're going to go track it down. And so what, you know, why can't there be friendly competition and, and you know, borrowing of talent and appreciation that these guys are going to, you know, AEW is going to start ending up having people go to WWE. They've been around long enough. So I, don't I think, think so. <laughs> <laughs> they might. So I think it's, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great chat about the industry in general. I think Jericho is, if nothing but a professional and in stone cold is so great at interviewing because he's just so blunt. He doesn't beat around the bush. He just is, he'll just ask a straight up question. And I think it's going to be the highlight of the weekend, quite frankly. You know what I love about the stone cold podcast to, to just interject um, the way everyone takes a shot when they're on it. It's the like, they go like this. He goes, all right, Randy Orton, hey, cheers, cheers to you. And he goes, <laughs> they like hold it up for like an hour. Yeah. They're like me. I I can't just like open my oh. gullet. I'm like They like my buddy Cameron. He used to put the glass in his mouth and he'd mm. hold it with his lips and you can see the thing bubbling up and then he'd take the shot out and half the shot was still in the glass. Yeah. It's like me. <laughs> At the Drake it's sports out. <laughs> All right, so you're a your push. Be care potters, push a squash. Push uh as far as I'm concerned, John. This is the main event of WrestleMania. Wow. And I think, uh, I think Vince... See, just when I think I'm done with WWE and their crazy ways, they do something amazing like this just to reel me back in. And I honestly think this is going to be the beginning of something magical. I think Chris Jericho, within the year, mark my words, will be wrestling for both promotions. Mm. I think he's going to be the liaison, the bridge, if you will, between AEW and WWF. Wow. Well, we've seen weirder things this year. Chris, push or squash? Push! I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. You know, one of, one of the greatest of all time, Jerry and I were talking, having one of our 104 degree wrestle set wrestling talk sessions and uh <laughs> we um we get we we jump in we and he's actually cleaning it out right now to get fresh water in there for the weekend we get in the hot tub hot tub throw on a podcast and just talk wrestling for an hour and we're we were debating who the greatest in-ring workers are of all time and i was like jericho's on there he's been everywhere he's done everything he's you know uh, he's got to go to impact Jericho's got to wrestle an impact and win a championship there because he'll have an ECW, WWE, Impact, AEW, and um, New Japan. Yeah, New yeah. Japan, New Japan, AEW, TNA, WWE, WCW, ECW. He will have a have had a title everywhere and Smoky Mountain. Love you, Jim Cornette. This no, is no awesome. Ring of Honor though. No Ring of Honor. Um, Not yet. He'll make a stop there and win a win a title too. <laughs> Pete's absolutely right, though. This is this is bridges the gap. I 100% am on board with Pete. It's a little too early to start the fun fantasy booking, but how about WWE versus AEW at Survivor Series? 
Ooh. Here's the problem, though, that we're going to run into. Which promotion is going to allow to themselves to lose? Yeah. Well, Pete, this is where I come in. I, You're a push, Justin. You're a push, Pete. You're a push, Chris. I am a fucking squash. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a war. All right. This ain't a little... This, say what you want. This is a friggin' war. You, you're swapping talent back and forth. Who the hell would sign with anyone if you're just going to wind up wrestling in any company you want? Mm. It's like, this is... This is like if the NFL and MLB merged, and suddenly, you know, we're playing, base, we're playing football every night, and, you know, I don't know any baseball players, but friggin' Tom Brady's at bat for the Yankees one night, and the next night he's throwing passes for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This does not work. And it's... To create competition, you have to be separate, and you have to do things your own way. You can't, and, and to, like you said, okay, so is AEW only going to lose when they're on, you know, Survivor Series? Is WWE going to lose when they're on Revolution? It's like, you know, it, this isn't going to work. Is, this is why I think Jericho's so important, though, because Jericho's the one guy that can go wrestle over there and lose a match. But it's still a big deal, and it still has steam. Because Jericho can lose, and nothing will happen to his legacy. You can't put Kenny Omega in that spot just yet and have him lose to, like, you know, uh, Lashley or Drew McIntyre or someone, you know, Roman Reigns. He can't lose to Roman Reigns yet. Jericho could. Tony Khan isn't going to sit there and say, yep, take one of my biggest stars and just have him job to your talent. Right, and neither will Vince. That's the problem we're going to run into. What's going to happen? Right. So, everyone, everyone's like, Tony Khan's a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. No, this guy is a friggin' businessman. But, he runs an NFL team. He's not going to sit there and watch his talent go, oh, well, I'm going to go job to Kevin Owens for a night. But, right. but to counter that, though, I mean, to use a, a old business phrase, let's walk before we run, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just, they, they're just having them on a podcast. We're getting way ahead of ourselves saying that they're all going to be, you know, in the Royal Rumble yeah. and stuff. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm half a squash only because this just hit my brain. I can't wait for AEW versus WWE. Cody Rhodes, Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho, <laughs> John Spears in, the, in FTR. Yeah, but that's exactly right. Like, it's all... It's be all like the invasion... Like, but Chris, this you're leaving. What? Chris, you're leaving off. You know, people that didn't want to go for money. You're leaving off Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. These, the, the actual John, talent. John, I picked the seven guys that were in WWE most recently. That's all I was doing there. <laughs> oh, I know you did, but I I'm love, saying. You know what? I, I'd love to see Miro versus Lashley. Yeah, but <laughs> but here's here's the thing. They can keep that hard line. They can keep it out of the ring. But they can, you know, why can't Stone Cold have? John Moxley on his podcast and stuff. You know, this th- his opinion is going to be shared either way. I don't think that they should be mixing it up all the time. It would be, uh, you know, that boundary gonna, is. Gonna, uh, Stone this Cold is this is the beginning. I'm telling you, this is going to happen. It would be terrible. Happen. It would be terrible and great at the same time. But I would love to see Jericho find a way to pin our truth for the 24/7 title during the podcast and show up on AEW yeah. WWE's worst championship. I mean, <laughs> they, they can have it. What he thought about, it, he said, he goes, I was actually, he said he was very skeptical at first, but he then it was like, you know what? It's Stone Cold. I respect Stone Cold. I know he's not gonna like try to bury my company. He's not. He's not that kind of guy. He goes, so it only took me like a minute to think about it, 
And he said Jericho already said, he goes, I think you're going to like it a lot. Because it seems like they didn't leave anything off the table. Like, they're going to talk about AEW on that podcast. The two rules were probably you can't bury Vince and you can't say AEW is better than WWE. I don't think you have to tell a guy like Chris Jericho that because he respects Vince too much. Well, you can't bury WWE. You can't be like, oh, I'm having more fun here than I ever had in WWE. Like, little digs like that, I'm sure, were off the table, but he's allowed to promote it and say how great it is. Well, I got to push a squash bonus time question. Ooh! Bonus push. It it, it relates to this. It's uh, CM Punk was on record saying that this move, having Jericho on the WWE Network Peacock podcast of Stone Cold Steve Austin, proves that Vince McMahon is not afraid of AEW. That's what CM Punk went on record saying. Can I I counter that and say that CM Punk is afraid of both companies? I agree. That (laughs) I agree with. Well, what do you guys think? What do you think about that? I think Vince is Vince is at the top of the mountain. He's not a, he, he's never been afraid of any other company. Even WCW, like when he says he won the war. I don't believe it when he says, oh, it's just another day at the office. I'm sure they celebrated, but he, he knows he's been at the top since, what, yeah. 99? Yeah. Afraid's not the right word. Yeah. Afraid, afraid's not the right word, but yeah. I, I can see where, and again... I'm, I'm honking out for my second favorite wrestler of all time here. I can see where Punk's mentality is, having being someone that worked with and for and closely to Vince for like 10 years. I can see where Punk may have a different outlook on Vince's opinion on something like this. But afraid's not the right word. I, yeah. think, I think CM Punk, there's one big reason why he hasn't shown up in an AEW ring. Money. It's not, and it's not money. <laughs> he thinks they're too amateur hour. No. no. Yes, absolutely. I think CM Punk ultimately knows AEW makes a lot of rookie mistakes, and this is a move to him that's like, no, this is a dumb move. Because so, don't don't you think this makes AEW look a little desperate? Because they're getting eyeballs on their product on someone else's own network service that they own, that they have on their so let's, product. Let's back up the truck. Who asked who to be on the podcast? I right. think Jericho asked Stone Cold. Yeah. I'm, I think it was the other way around. I think Stone Cold wanted him on. I, I read something that was quoted by Stone Cold that said Jericho <laughs> shot him a message. That okay. looked fun. I'd love to do that or something yeah. along those yeah. lines. Yeah, it was after watching the Undertaker one. Um, but I think it's it's really nice of CM Punk to call something amateur hour when this guy's whole – UFC career was amateur hour. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Punk didn't sorry. say it was. It, Punk didn't say amateur hour. I'm Pete saying that he thinks I'm Punk sorry. feels it was amateur hour. Yeah, I, I think he thinks that. Pete, the, the Punk, Punk is amateur hour with his five minutes in UFC, literally in the ring, five minutes. I'm not disagreeing with in. you, but I'm just saying I think that's why he hasn't gone there. How he ultimately think? thinks this, this. They're not professional enough. He doesn't How can think, you think something that is on national television that. So, sometimes leads into to national basketball. He's the biggest egomaniac. He's just as big of an egomaniac as Bret Hart. Uh, it's go. in his head. He, he I thinks would, he's I better would insult than him. I would insult him like that, Pete. I would. I think CM Punk's a little bitch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, think I, think, I think he's, he's, he's lazier than Sean's right eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved... I used to love CM Punk, as did you, John. But... 
over the years, he, he just won't let it go. It's like, dude, if you keep saying you're over it, stop talking about it. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't bring it up though. Oh, he, he does all the time. That's bullshit. He does all the time. All the time he does. I would have loved to go to FedEx on my wedding day and tell me I was fired. I would have enjoyed the hell out of that. Yeah, you would have celebrated it even more. Yeah. Well, I would have celebrated. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, listen, I love the move. I just, don't you think, though, it does make AEW look a little weaker? No. Doing no. this? No, they've, they, they have what? spread, they've spread their wings. Um, look, look what they've done with uh, TNA. Look, it's, it's like, T- AEW wants to be a different kind of company, and I think they're doing that. TNA had its lowest rating all year last week with Kenny Omega on the show. Yeah, that's because Strim mm. was moving. That's because Strim was moving. <laughs> like, is, it, is it really working? It's not, it's not really working. I just told you why it was low. <laughs> and I bet you there was some sort of, like, this is the issue with wrestling on seven days a week. It cannot compete with certain sports. I bet you there yeah. was, like, opening day in like a Yankee yeah. Stadium or people people were going to watch the Hall of Fame over Impact on TV. Yeah, that's that's a Listen, good point. Listen, no one's watching Impact no matter how Kenny Omega, one guy doesn't <clears throat> change the presentation of that show. Like that show's so awkward well, to watch. Well, you're just guessing. I had like a opinion from a real TNA fan. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. The problem is they need crowds back pronto. And wrestling needs crowds. Uh, like, you feel yeah. it more than anything with impact like yeah oh. you know you find it by accident trying to get from usa network to espn it's like oh look it's impact see impact oh. i watched 10 minutes of it and it's it's like the first week of wwe smackdown or raw when they didn't even have the thunderdome right like the when they were in the performance center with nothing in there that's impact but they never just they never addressed the issue at least wwe and AEW figured something out well, the problem is Impact's allowed to have crowds. They just can't sell any tickets. Yeah. Strem, you're a rebuttal to that as, the, as the, one, uh, not the one TNA fan? I mean, I, I jokingly have watched a few minutes of it. No, they just they, they really need... Can we get uh, Steph on the podcast? We, we need someone who really watches. Yeah, she, yeah, she actually does. Um, no, they just they need the crowd so bad. They they really um, you cut promos in front of an empty stadium even without fake noise and it's just I don't know it just rings hollow. This is, this is the same shit you were yelling on January sixth in front of the Capitol. I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I can't believe you moved to South Carolina just to go to D.C. for the day to yell at everyone in front of the Capitol. We need live crowds. We need them pronto. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. Well, we have some pretty interesting items now that I'm back on Facebook Marketplace in Massachusetts. <laughs> Sent you guys some pictures, and I'll yeah. post them on the Facebook page. We are going to start with the Hulk Hogan stuffed Tonka. I remember these. These were the best. Yeah, these things are pretty popular. Look at the, look and, at the penis nose on him. Yeah. Oh my God, his, his chin, his chin is balls. Yeah, it's bigger than the actual penis of the pillow. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, believe, it's like a, it's like a thermos, kid. This is from I believe <laughs> 1989 or 1990. Oh, it's authentic. It, yeah. Oh yeah, this is an authentic Tonka Hogan wrestling buddy. 
it's actually a little bit more common than some of the others. Like Legion of Doom is. I still uh, have mine. I gave it to my yeah, nephew. He used it everybody the wants the Hulk Hogan one. Really? Yeah. But I'm saying it's it's actually Hogan's probably a little less expensive than even like Jake the Snake or Legion of Doom because they're just there was a million Hogans sold, right? Yeah. yeah. This is in good shape. This is in Wittensville. Yeah. I don't see one. Uh, I don't see one unsightly stain on it. Yeah, no flaws. Yeah. No yeah. flaws. It looks like he's ready for an elbow drop. Uh, no one used them to mop up some uh, some shameful deeds. So. Oh, God. Did these things rip up easily after you like had some matches with them? No, they look like they, no. no, they no, hung my, in there. There's no rips or tears on the ones that we own in my house. So just wow. Except for that one on the crotch. Except for that one on the crotch. John Tremblay first. This what is, is your guess on the say I would say I would pay zero for this, but I'm gonna guess <laughs> that that this this penis shaped nose Hulk Hogan with no unsightly stains and no hole in the crotch area, I'm gonna guess this is ninety five dollars. Pete Carapatsis. I'm gonna go two hundred and fifty dollars. Chris Arcella. 125. Closest. Actually, Jonathan Tremblay, they're asking for a hundred dollars. That's it. Wow, that's a That was my second guess. You guys were all. You guys were all pretty close, though. I have to say, you know. Except you were way off. I was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess by order of magnitude, but even still. All right, our next item that I'm going to go to. I'm going to save the uh, the creepiest one for last. The next one is five. Title belts sold Whoa. as a lot. Wow. They're hanging up as displayed. There's the WWE Spinner Championship, the big gold belt, which I call the Triple H or Batista belt. The WWE World Championship, I call that one the JBL belt, quite frankly, or the Brock Lesnar belt. Uh, then one of my favorites when we did the That's top like 10 that. belts, the US. Oh, isn't that great? Yeah. Um, and then the raw uh, red WWE title. Five belts all look to be in good shape. Are these uh, the expensive ones, like the real yeah, ones? These are the true, authentic. Um, They're the replicas and not the commemorative editions? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Uh, so that plastic? means they're being sold. So they're like they're one the step below the best of the best, basically. Yeah, they're like they're metal and they're leather and all that stuff. This, uh, I must say, this must be one hell of a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to to put a wager on the the bicycle below it. Yeah, that looks yeah. like a nice bike. Yeah. What's your guess on the five right, title so belts? So for the five title belts, I'm gonna say he's asking for eighteen hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred dollars. Uh. I'm gonna go to Trembley next. Eighteen pizzas, eighteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say like fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred bucks, Chris Parcella. So I'm gonna say these. Oh, so I middle. have all these. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any of these. I have two oh, replica wow. belts. Um, you might want. You might want to bid on this then. I'm not interested in uh, one of them. Um, I'm gonna say that these are the replica belts, which are like the second tier but yep. he's charging for like the the really good one so i'm gonna say 2200 2200 actual retail price on facebook marketplace is 
$1,200. Oh, wow, John. John wins. That, that means John Tremblay has won this round. That means this, this, this poor woman who won these in her divorce court case yeah. is gravely undervaluing them. You know, That's this kind is, of a bargain. If those it, are the wrappers or... Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know two guys on this podcast that might pay two grand for it. I'm considering... <laughs> this is... I'm considering it because I have I mean, the old, that, I have the wing eagle. That U.S. belt's pretty sharp. I love the U.S. belt. I really actually like the uh, the WWE JBL belt. I call it, and the yeah, spinner yeah. one. The spinner one's kind of cool. The thing and I don't like about the JBL belt is it's too flat. Like the gold yeah. on it's too flat. They're I like flat. big. I like big. <laughs> They're gold. all flats. Too narrow. <laughs> too narrow. No, I want them to release the demolition tag belt. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I would add that to my collection. I would have the three WrestleMania, you know, Golden Era championships in replica form. Yep. All right, and now our crown jewel. Let's get to Annabelle creation. Yeah. This, this is will my life. Something I this else. Michelle Tobin's mother. Oh, no. Looks <laughs> like oh, Holy God. This <laughs> is. From in Fall River, Massachusetts, this is a WWE Kurt Angle Danbury porcelain doll, complete with gold medal. You know, it looks like if if Kurt Angle was, uh, I don't know, like a two years old. Yeah, Priscilla. (laughs) Let me tell you something. This is not a Kurt Angle doll. This is like an American doll with a, with a singlet on. Yeah, <laughs> and it's but it looks pretty authentic. There's a gold medal. There's all these packaging and like. That's not it. But, but that's not even his head. <laughs> no, that's really fucked up. He doesn't even have hair. <laughs> he looks like, like Lewis Cameron. Uh, no, Chris Parcella. That's what looks like Lewis Cameron. Chris Parcella, what is your <laughs> estimate? Four hundred dollars. <laughs> I think that's a girl's head too. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> look at look at the eyelashes. <laughs> I mean, look at the eyebrows. That thing is creepy. <laughs> Trembly. Oh, how much is a Chris bid? He bid four hundred. But he guessed four hundred. This is so fucking. <laughs> oh my god! You'd have still, to you'd have to pay the... me to you'd have to pay me to keep this thing in the house. I'm gonna guess a hundred bucks. And if they if they want anything more for that, I want their address. I'm driving down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete Carapazis. Uh These stupid doll things, for some reason, they they get a lot of money for these. I'm gonna say three grand. Wow, that's a little bit high. <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> I'm, I was looking for it, but I can't find it. Uh, the exact perfect bid, John Tremblay, a hundred dollars. Wow. So I know which means shit. You went two for three, and John Tremblay is once again the winner of I, Hell I in a Sale. I normally say send me the item, um, but this time I do not want you to send me any of these. <laughs> so I'm going to be know, about 20 minutes away from Fall River this weekend. Maybe I should go pay this person a visit. And, go you? Yeah, and then, they'll, then you'll, we'll never see you again. True. What if these people ever found out they were on a podcast? Like the stone cold, the stone cold condom guy goes, oh jeez, man. Oh, it's funny you say that. Oh, was, uh, it, was it sold? <laughs> no, it's actually been updated. Well, so keep talking. I was looking. <laughs> oh god. If people was, are 
<laughs> it came down in price, so. Uh, oh, God. Well, he probably used he probably used it. Wait, did it come down in price because of the podcast? I'm very intrigued here. <laughs> no, it just oh. hasn't sold. Oh, if it did, he's gonna come looking for us. It would have gone up. Oh, maybe it's sold. I don't see it right now. I think oh, that no. is. Yeah, it, it dropped one dollar and suddenly ten ten people <laughs> were in on it. Or it yeah, got I... desperate. Or it got desperate and now it's a used Stone <laughs> yeah. Cold. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah, update the text to say used. Right. Well, I thought it went. It was down to a hundred bucks. I forget what it was before. It was like one fifty or something like that, or two hundred. It was way too much. Yeah, it was absurd. Oh, so. I love Hell in a Sale. Hell in a Sale. All right. Uh, so the Hall of Fame was this week. They did two classes, the 2020 and the 2021 Hall of Fame. 2020 Hall of Fame was, with the with one exception, I would say it was pretty stacked as far as the talent and the Hall of Fame worthiness of the inductees. JBL, you know, he's, he was WWE yeah. champion, Intercontinental champion, U.S. champion, three-time tag champion, European champion, 18-time hardcore champion. He was the WWE champion for almost an entire year in an era where the belt seemed to be changing hands like every six weeks. Uh, British Bulldog went into the Hall of Fame. His resume speaks for itself. Jushin Thunder Liger went in, an 11-time IWGP junior heavyweight champion. The NWO, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and Six-Pac. Whoa. (laughs) The Bella Twins went in. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Eric Bischoff went in as well. But wouldn't he go in with the NWO? So I think he didn't go in with the NWO because Vince wanted to put it. It was almost like Vince was like, sorry, I hired you and got rid of you in less than six months. I'm going to put you in the Hall of Fame by yourself. I think so we already established this. He deserved a, a solo induction anyway. I agree. I think we established this. Vince isn't afraid of anything, Chris. That's true. <laughs> uh, William Shatner went in as the cele- as a celebrity did inductee. Did he show he, up or did he do a remote? He did a remote acceptance yeah. video. He's um, 90 years old, by the way. Yes, he, he looks like, great. He's the best-looking 90-year-old guy. Going. Yeah. Uh, Titus O'Neil went in, um, didn't go into the Hall of Fame. He received the Warrior Award. He does a lot of charity work, so that's fine. He's not a Hall of Famer. He just got an award for being a good dude. Um, yeah, good for him. That's the great. Legacy Wing for 2020. The Legacy Wing is usually people that barely spent any time in WWE, if none at all, or... If they're gone and they don't have any family left to accept an, in, an induction, uh, the Crippler, Ray Stevens, Brickhouse Brown, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Baron Michelle oh, Leone. Dr. Death, huh? Really? Yep. And Gary Hart, uh, a longtime manager in the Texas World Class Promotion. What about so, Gary Sassina? Did he go in? Yeah, Gary. next year. Next year. <laughs> uh, the 2021 inductees, Molly Holly. She's an all-time great women's champion, former hardcore champion. I, I couldn't tell you one Molly Holly match. I, I, I wasn't watching at that time. Oh, though, oh Peachy, Peachy had her hair cut once, and that put her right in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So she, <laughs> she along with Victoria, Lita, and Trish, were like the legitimate women's wrestlers when the rest of the roster was just doing bra and panties, etc. Yeah, Molly was good. She was really Oh, so good. they were the wrestlers I didn't care about because they weren't doing the bra and panties. Right. Gotcha. Didn't she do like a uh, backsplash off the top rope or a? a... So she did um, Doink's whoopee cushion. The, oh yeah, yeah. The the standing senton splash off the top. 
Yeah. She would she would do a front flip and and tackle you essentially. She yeah. also paid. I know two out of the four people on this pad podcast um, are not big fans, but she actually paid Beth Phoenix's full wrestling school tuition so Beth could become a wrestler. So Molly's Molly's a good egg all around. She seems like a very well liked, nice person. I will say that. And she wanted to be on WrestleMania 20 so badly. She was like, I will shave my head. I will lose and shave my head. Just put me on the card. Yeah. If only only Bailey had that kind of gumption, she'd be wrestling this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one, by the way. I think think something uh, surprising is going to happen with Bailey this weekend. There's no way they're going to keep her off. I, I kind of we'll, – we'll get to it in the, the WrestleMania preview coming up in a few minutes, but I like how this year not everybody gets a spot. That's it. That's how it used to be. But it's two nights. If you don't yeah. get a spot on a two-night WrestleMania, you got bigger problems. Yeah, six six hours of wrestling and like, you can't you should be on. If there's one you should be on, it's this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? It's not even like the fact that it's like, oh, it's – No Charlotte either. It's not that's, even the, that's for different yeah, reasons. Her boyfriend got her in trouble. Yeah, no. In trouble. No. So, <laughs> not, he ruined Eric her. Eric Bischoff uh, went in. Mm. Kane went in. Um, the embarrassment. How does Kane go in before the Undertaker? I mean, come on, really? Because Undertaker's not retired. Yeah, Undertaker's <laughs> no, because they're saving the Undertaker for a crowd. crowd. They, yeah. yeah. That's one of those circumstances. And he's the, not retired. The prime example of whenever John and Pete call the Hall of Fame a sham and a fraud, and I have no retort, the great Kali. Um, Rob Van Dam went into the Hall of Fame. I heard he had a good speech. He was very humble. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, he was stoned out of his mind. John, <laughs> he forgot his lines, and he just... Took Super his lines? Wrote off the wrote off the screen. Oh no, that was Matt Riddle. Never mind. Oh, okay. yeah. John Ozzy Osbourne went into That's the Hall of shit. Fame. Ozzy Osbourne was in the Hall of Fame as a celebrity. Yeah, he managed the Bulldogs at WrestleMania too. So oh, what did he seconds. did Sharon talk for him or did he talk? He did a remote and he actually sounded coherent and clear. It was. Hey, it was I'd like to thank uh, Stephanie. Oh, <laughs> Did he even talk about wrestling, or did he go, oh, this is a great award? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I muted it halfway through. I was like, I can't. Uh, this is a um, award. My son Jack is ALS, and I love him very dearly. Rich, Rich Herring. Sharon, I'd like to thank you for this award. Sharon, Sharon, Sharon uh, quit telling me. Rich Herring. Uh, Rich Herring received the Warrior Award. He's been the Vice President of Government Relations and Risk Management. It's like the third person to get one. I can't so wait. There was a 2020 and a 2021, so there's two of them. I can't wait to go in the Hall of Fame because of my my, uh, my my participation in the risk management of the company I work for right now. I cannot wait. You <laughs> this guy spent 50... Uh, hey, you two. We're almost <laughs> to the end. It's, this guy spent 50 years working for WWE. God damn it. Don't you lecture me. Tigers have to get it. You, you goddamn Southerners. He's a charitable man, and they use the PR. Big deal. Titus has no business being a wrestler. All right? He's 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 like David Atunga. He's got pictures of somebody in that company. Because you're telling me they let go of uh, wrestlers like uh, I don't know, I can't even name the ones they let go of. Miro, FTR, Brody Lee. Yeah, uh, 
um, Mr. Perfect's son, but Titus still has a job. So Titus doesn't Titus doesn't even get to wrestle anymore. He just does charity work and makes Zach them look Ryder, good. Zack Ryder doesn't have a job because Titus has a job. Come on. Woo woo woo! You know it. All right, we're at we're at the end of the Hall of Fame. The 2021 Legacy Class: Pistol Pez, Watley, Buzz Sawyer, <laughs> Paul Bosch, Dick the Bruiser, and Ethel Johnson. Ethel Johnson was the first African American female wrestler. So, uh, can I ask you a question? I Bethel Johnson. Stop you. you just listed. It probably took you five or six minutes to list everyone going into the Hall of Fame. Are they just gonna put everyone in and just run out of fucking people? No, they're, they're already, they're already, they're already two timing people. They'll stop putting. They're gonna Wardlow's gonna go in next year. Um, I think Jericho's gonna, going in next year. Put, uh, Jungle Boy in next year as well. Do you want me to list all the people that aren't in the Hall of Fame? Think about all the jobbers in in mid card. Why would you put the jobber in the Hall of Fame? That's what I'm saying. They're not in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of people that aren't. Look at the whole list of Royal Rumble participants. These people you you have long since forgotten. You put two. Like if you're gonna make it special, you can do five, five or six people pick a year. Five people. Don't. That's pick. why they have. That's why they have the BS the BS Legacy Wing. So it's people that are like, yeah, they're Hall of Famers, but they're not. So we're gonna have the Legacy Wing. So we can be like, we're gonna recognize right. these people. Here's what I'm it, It's like the end of League of Their Own. It's like, all right, Gina Davis threw a fastball. Put her in the Hall of Fame. This is what I don't get this year. What was the rush? Why couldn't they just induct last year's class and leave it at that? Why did they have to add the hurry? 85 more people? What's the know. hurry? I don't they know. Just, I don't work there. They just, you know, oh, yeah. it's one of the things that leads up to WrestleMania. So they, you know, they wanted to get well, some headlines. No, the NBA is doing two Hall of Fame classes this year. Why? Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly why they did it then, because they always like to copy the bigger sports. How long was this? How long was this Hall of Fame, Chris? Two and a half, maybe three hours. That's amazing. For the amount of people they put in, that's amazing. Well, they kept it short. It was nice. They kept it short. Everyone had, like, between five and ten minutes. They didn't They didn't let them go on and on and on and on and on. What was Bischoff's speech like? Was that any good? Go watch it. it. We got co- to cover <laughs> the best brothers tag teams. It was definitely the worst ceremony, though. It was just awkward listening to them trying to give speeches to an empty arena. It was very weird. Yeah, that's too bad. But I watched it because I, I wanted to see the Bulldogs family induct yeah. him. Like, that's the main reason I watched it. I could really have cared less about RVD talking about getting high. Like, okay, great. I can yeah. it'll do that. Like yeah. Hogan's like seventh speech and Hall and Nash. Brother, like, brother, 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 brother. Um, Hogan, Hogan. We live in a society where X-Pac's a two-time Hall of Famer. I mean, really? But, but neither one of them are on his own. Both of them are as part of a group. He sh- if, if you can't be in it al- alone, you don't deserve to be in it at all. Yeah. All right. They should just add it to their plaque. Like, like basketball does. Like, oh, yeah, you're a coach. We're going to add that to your plaque. But moving on, let's buzz through this WrestleMania card so we can get to the, the oh, list. Oh, my God, we don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just, let's just uh, do the topic. Let's say WrestleMania. Why don't we review WrestleMania next time? Okay. Let's review WrestleMania. Yeah. We don't have enough time to talk about two nights of WrestleMania. Yeah, we're already at an hour and a half of this. Well, that, I mean, we we talked before we hit record, but 
All right. You know, so, yeah. It literally says an hour and a half on my timer. You know, so, so that's how long we've been on the call. We haven't been recording this whole time. We've been recording for about an hour. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. An hour. All right. So, good idea. So, you know what matches are on WrestleMania. This won't get posted until after WrestleMania anyways. So, you know what's happening. You're assuming Pete and John are not excited for any of the matches. We'll review it in the next episode. Our topic today. Well, what are those animals running around behind you, Trembly? What you just I just saw two two rabbits maybe running behind your uh pool there. Oh, there it is again. Oh, it's Gunther. Hey Gunther. Little bunnies. All right, so, go ahead. Today's topic, the top four real life brother tag teams in pro wrestling history. Brother. This Let me is you see any lions or anything. Yeah. This is a topic uh, the God of Hellfire's thrown around for a long time, and he and I went back and forth on what's the best way to do it. Should they be just pairings of brothers? Should they be tag teams? Do you include the whole family? So I thought brothers that were tag teams was the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them. Counting counting honorable mentions, I've got I've got twelve uh, wow. um, brother tag teams. Brother. Brother. Brother, brother, brother. So uh, let's start. I'm going to look at my screen and start on my bottom left. Jonathan, your first one on the list. My first one on the list is, I don't know if anyone else would have had it. It's actually Brett and Owen. Wow. Who were they ever a tag team? They were for a short period of time all right, all right, in all right. 1993 and 1994. That's when he got his leg kicked out of his leg. Oh, that's right. That's right. I yeah. liked it because they... Um, I liked it because Brett, we, we criticized him. I liked it because they were brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Um, I liked it because, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Brett fan, and I accuse him of things, but I think, you know, they they have similar styles. I love. I used to love Brett's style. I'm uh, Owen's style. Oh. Uh, Brett, Brett only did this because he wanted to push Owen um, and unfortunately, you know, we didn't. I don't think we ever saw the true peak of Owen's greatness. He but uh, all right. obviously, it was a great story angle. Uh, the jealous brother and the pushing and the kicking the leg out of the leg and challenging the Quebecers for the tag team championship and coming up short and then leading to a great rivalry um, that kicked off, I think, a, a pretty good WrestleMania, WrestleMania 10. Um, and uh, yeah, that's I, I picked Brett and Owen. I like yeah. it. Peter. I have the Wild Samoans. Wow. Afa and Sika. Because <laughs> they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is Roman Reigns' dad. Um, the He's Wild Samoans won a lot of gold. They are also Hall of Famers from 2007, according to this website I stole it from. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? 21 tag team championships around the world. Three from the WWF. Um, I did like these guys. They used to scare the crap out of me when I was a kid. When I would watch them, and like they never spoke like English in their promos. It just it, they always just scared the crap. Like I thought they were legit like wild people from like some of them. It, they were tough sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they were. Uh, I think they were awful. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I never really, I didn't watch them that much, so they're not on my yes, list. But they're an honorable mention because. Oh my god. I didn't. You, you you're thinking, watch, you're you thinking, watch, you want so much shit programming. No, no, <laughs> you're thinking of uh, 
the head shrinkers, not the wild. Oh, yeah, right. you, you are thinking of the head shrinkers. Though, oh, yeah. sorry. I take yeah. I take back everything I say except for I hate them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were bigger in the seventies, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Seventies. They were. 80s. Yep. Seventies, eighties, yep. yeah. Yeah. Can't can't fight that one. It's uh it's on my mentions. Can't so. fight City Hall. You could try. <laughs> All right, Mr. Strem, your first uh your first, first spot on this list. Three on my Rushmore is the Young Bucks. Oh, I had them later wow. on. Wow. See, I kept them off my list because I felt like it was too early to put them on. Mm, I, think, well, I think it's I think it's too early if you just started watching them. Funny mm. you say that because they've actually been wrestling since 2004. Wow. Even, even yeah. though they're both just in their 30s. In, in fact, they started their own federation called High Risk Wrestling, which I thought was great. Mm. They were in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla for over a decade. And actually, they were in a stable called Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. Whoa. Yes. That's fitting. The, That's a crossover. I they, love the Mount Rushmore stable. You want to throw some names at them, Strem? Yeah, so it ha- also had Adam Cole, bye bye. And, it ha- and it had Kevin Steen, if I'm correct. Oh. In my that mind. was the original Mount Rushmore, Owens, Cole, and the uh, Young Bucks. So hmm. three members of the Bullet Club and... The fat guy. <laughs> Kevin Owens. <laughs> the fat guy, that's great. They are seven-time IWGP junior weight. By the way, they've wrestled for everybody except WWE, essentially. Uh they are seven-time IWGP Junior Tag uh, Champs, two-time Tag Team of the Year 2017-2018, three-time Ring of Honor Champs, uh, two-time six-man Tag Champs. They are the 2010 Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Decade. They are one-time Chikara Champs, and they are, of course, the current AEW Tag Team Champions. And, uh, you know, Super Kick Party... They uh they basically are the faces of independent wrestling, so that's why they made my list. I they made my list. I think, unfortunately, I never really watched them. Obviously, until they hit AEW. But knowing of being the elite, um, I think they're two of the most creative people in the business. And Tony Khan was right to sign them on as EVPs and help run his business. And you know the storyline they're in right now with Kenny is I know some people are like oh, I'm tired of the whiny bucks but it's like I love it I love it they're just and I love I love from the, from their entrance music to the the dollar bills flying out to the little pose they are they're the cheese metal of wrestling yes. you know what I like about the bucks is uh especially especially <laughs> one, uh the one that has the two kids the son the son that loves Hulk Hogan. His son's such a mark for wrestling. They just seem like good dads too. Like, uh, yeah. I like it. They're like a, they're like that. They would have fit perfectly in the '80s heyday of wrestling. Like that's exactly what they are. And it's but it's a modern twist on it. Mm-hmm. The cheese metal of wrestling. Yeah. The cheese metal. They they easily could have replaced the New Age Outlaws in DX, and they wouldn't have missed a beat. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. It's a good um, way to put it. My first team. Is Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. Nice. Wow. I have been following them since since their Impact days. And back when they had a cup of coffee and Impact. And they were the fake DX that got beat up by Edge and Randy Orton on an episode of Raw or SmackDown. Um, they, they are how I found out about the Bullet Club and started going back to Ring of Honor shows. I saw a crazy... 
tag team scramble ladder match where they did the Meltzer driver off the top of the ladder. It's just insanity personified. I love the Young Bucks. They are the best. Uh, they're the best tag team in the world right now. They're 1A with FTR as far as the best and most exciting tag teams in the world right now. No? Shaking your head no, John? Uh, uh, one and uh, maybe like, I think they're one. They're number one right now. FTR. I, honestly I, think the, I think the acclaimed are a more exciting tag team than FTR. FT, yes, the acclaimed last night. I love the wrapping to the ring. By the way, I was gonna ask Chris. I go, how long do people who wrap their way to the ring typically last that aren't named Road Dog? Because this man, I think he he touches so many third rails. I think eventually he's gonna get thrown off TV. <laughs> those guys are good though. Like when they wrestle together, those guys are fun. Like they're they, they're legit. He is. He had a good match. He had like one slip up, but I, you know, he's a young kid and yeah. whatever. It's gonna happen. But I, I think, uh, yeah, Chris, Chris, we should do a, a timeline of people who uh, talk their way to the ring, like a, uh, um, what's his name, the guy Washington who got fired from WWE for dropping an N bomb. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> he he got fired for making a Kobe joke in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Um, was this after he died? No, no. This no. was. Um, after he had a bad day in Colorado with a young lady. Oh, I got gotcha. with, with a nurse. <laughs> um, and why did he get fired for that? Because it was a rape joke on live TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to dance around it. I um, didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't know that. I didn't know he. It was. It was. But th- Chris, let's think about uh, like Enzo Amore didn't last too long. But that was probably more due to concussions. But I mean, these guys who talk their way to the ring seem the to. Have a good life. <laughs> yeah, all right. He's he's, he's no, hanging he's, in there. He's kind of a jobber now, so yeah, okay, your yeah. point's proven. But I, I I love the acclaim. I think the acclaim they they're yeah, good. They're going places. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely entertaining. I was just going to make another point, and I lost my brain on it. Oh, R-Truth um, has made a pretty lengthy career out of walking to the ring. I know he's a jobber, but he's had a job for 25 years. R-Truth, man, he's like one of their unsung heroes. He deserves the Warrior Award. Yeah, that guy, that guy, like... I think you can say he's a leader in the locker room even, but he, he knows his role very well. Yeah. He's, he's oh, not a mark for himself. Like, that guy gets it. Yeah. No, he absolutely does. And I will tell you, when he had the little Jimmy run and he was feuding with Cena, yeah. he, he could have easily beat Cena and been a big star. When, when he declared that he was afraid of spiders and he didn't want to be in the ladder match because there could be spiders in the briefcase... <laughs> He, oh, we still, I still laugh about that. I don't like spiders. <laughs> rabbits. All right. So, John, we know the Young Bucks are on your list, so I'm going to jump to Pete. Pete, uh, second one on your list. All right, next one is the original Young Bucks, the Hardy Boys. Oh, they're all Wow. Um, I mean, what's, what's to say about these guys? I mean, between the TLC matches they had, um, the countless championships they've had all over the world. They've had eight tag belts in WWE alone. And here's a stat. Chris, can you tell me if this is true? Because I found this online and it doesn't make sense to me how this could have happened. (laughs) They're the only team in history to have held tag team championships from all three major U.S. promotions within a month span. 
WWE, WCW, and TNA. Is that true? I think no. that's what. No, I think. How, that's how they, can that be possible? Time, time, I think that's when they first came back to. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, was the one in Orlando? What was that? Thirty. Yeah, but there's so, no WCW then. So they were W. They were WCW tag champs when WWE had control of the belts for a couple of months. Now, they could have been Impact, Ring of Honor, in WWE tag champs all within a month of each other. That tracks. Unless yeah. this is a typo, it says yeah. it says right here I'm reading. Because I, I think they just uh, WWE, night- WCW, and TNA within a month span. I think they made this say ROH because I think they lost the titles um, so just before they came I back. Can, to WWE. I can pull this up. So. Yeah. They lost. They lost the Ring of Honor titles the night before they went back. Maybe they meant Ring of Honor then. So the Hardys, March fifth, March sixteenth, twenty fifteen. Is that? No, that's too early. The Broken Hardys. No. Da, 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 da. Oh yeah, no, that must. That. TNA really didn't even start until. Um... That was 2002. 2002, and then, you know, 2000. Yeah, it's got to be a typo, because I'm like, so here we go. So the Hardys vacated the Impact Tag Titles March 3rd, 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, So March 2017. In the meantime, they won six WWE Tag Championships. One time each Raw and SmackDown tag titles. They were back-to-back matches of the year in 2000-2001, including, of course, the WrestleMania 17 TLC. Two-time TNA tag champs. And, while you do the math, um, by the way, they were uh, my one and two, or my Washington and Lincoln, or whatever you want to call them, they were, you know, I, I flip flop, but I ultimately had them as my Washington. Their comeback in 2017 um, was it blew the roof off the place, even though there was no roof. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it was awesome. It was su- surprising, and they had been gone a long time. Um, and I really thought the New Day was going to join the match because they were the host of WrestleMania, and uh, you know. That just showed how impactful they were. Right. No pun intended. So I just I just ran the numbers. So I said they vacated the Impact Tag Titles March 7th, 2017. They won the Ring of Honor Tag Titles March 4th, 2017. And then they returned to WWE and won the WWE Tag Titles April 2nd, 2017. So yeah, yeah. This, the WCW thing must have been a typo. Yeah, yep. they must have meant TNA. Still a which good fact. A lot of people do that. My dad still calls Impact WCW all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still pretty cool. I mean, think about that's yeah. a crazy week, you know? That's a pretty crazy week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, Strem, they uh, they made your list as well? Oh, yeah. And they yep. were one of mine as well. Yep. Did we yep. lose Trembly? Yeah, I don't know what happened. No, no. Do we hear from him? Did his battery die? Did we offend him? Maybe he went inside. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll just keep going. Yeah, I mean, so I can talk more. About, I mean, I was never a Hardy Boys fan, per se. I was an Edging Christian guy, and I, yeah. I like the Dudleys a lot. So, you know, I was always rooting against them. Yeah. Um, 
I liked I liked the broken stuff. You know, I yeah. wish they would have, could have, would have, should have pushed is. that a little more. There he is. Welcome back, buddy. Um, got, text, got attacked by a bear. Did you? <laughs> no, I, uh, for some reason my work computer just crapped out. Oh. Wow. Well, should, should be an interesting day tomorrow. <laughs> day off tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> wall to wall meetings with no reports. Oh, oh. sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, their, their talent's undeniable, you know, so they definitely made my list as well. All right, so we've got two from everybody. Jonathan, your next team. So I had, um, you guys mentioned the Hardys, the Young Bucks, and I mentioned Brett Nolan. So my last one. Oh, you have, I'm sorry, you have the Hardys on yours. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So the, before I disappeared. Um, so my last one, uh, if you want to go for it, is uh, uh, the Steiners. Yeah, um, I think they're. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, of course. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the Steiners, but you know, hey, they wrestled for every promotion. They had a long career. I mean, um, Rick Rick kind of disappeared, and Scott kind of went forward with uh, a better singles career. Well, better in quotations. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like he was handed yeah. a couple titles that weren't deserved. So I think, uh, but you know, obviously, you know, WrestleMania nine. It was. Uh, uh, they were in WWE for like a brief time, right? They weren't. Uh, I think it was like three or four time. years. Yeah, then they just went. To, they were big in WCW, um, and then Scott kind of went on his own and dyed his hair and wore chainmail. <laughs> so, yeah. say though, the, the early '90s they dominated tag team wrestling in the I, early '90s. I will say, watching them, I believed they were real wrestlers. They were real athletes because yeah. I think that they came from an amateur background and. Uh, and Rick wearing the headpiece. Yep. The, yeah. you know, they looked like the high school, even though they looked like they were 50, they looked like that high school, like, pro wrestling, like, real wrestling, you right. know? They looked like Strem in high school. They were they were <laughs> Kurt Angle before Kurt Angle, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, absolutely. Before they're, he was made into match. a porcelain doll. <laughs> I don't know if it's been uploaded to Peacock yet, but it was on the network, and you can oh, definitely find it on it. YouTube. It's Rick and Scott Steiner against Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Dr. Death Steve Williams. Wow. Those four wow. just beat the shit out of each other. It's awesome. That's great. This is my it'll number probably, one. It'll probably be yeah. erased from Peacock and from my memories. Yeah. <laughs> this is my number one team. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Yeah, they're my number two, but flip them with the Hardys if you want. Uh, Seven-time WCW or NWA World Tag Champs, two-time WCW Tag Team Champs with each other, one-time U.S. Tag Champs, two-time WWF Tag Champs, two-time New Japan Tag Champs, two-time PWI Tag Team of the Year. And the other big thing, and this almost pushed them to number one for me, is they were they were pushed up the card. They would feud in the main events. Like uh, the 91 match of the year was, was them with uh, Sting and Luger. And they would be thrown in these these you know brawl for alls and all this stuff uh, in the four man tag matches and stuff like that. So you know that's something that the Hardy Boys really can't say, and, and these these other teams can't say. Yeah. True that, Wait, homie. Did you have them on yours as well? Yep. All right. Just keeping a list so I can declare the official Rushmore four. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we have as many. Uh calling teams i thought it would be a little bit more uh different but it's good 
Why? There was only like ten. Ten, ten real brothers. <laughs> yeah, in fact, Pete, Pete, the site you're looking at, it was ten real and ten fake. Uh, it wound up being nineteen. How did you know I was looking at that site? How did you know? Uh, we do the same thing. So, you, uh, just, you do so, Google, uh, and I just go, "All right, brain." That's what I remember. So, right. so um, the site only had nineteen because they could only find nine real tag team brothers. <laughs> I thought of 11 that were teams, and I could tell you more sets of brothers, but that's not a good there. I think some you'll need to find some a DNA test, Chris. You might want to confirm that. <laughs> uh, Pete, what's your uh, final team? Well, I hope you guys don't disappoint me, but I had to pick this team because they mean a lot to this podcast. Because <laughs> they close out every episode when yes. we end our show. Well, Pete, yes, I got some bad right. news. It's the fabulous... <laughs> Rujo! Yes. Oh, um, man. That's more of a bonus pick for me. Like, I mean, they weren't very, like, successful in WWE, but they were a solid mid-card team that would give you a great, solid performance. Um, They won a ton of championships in Montreal, but, you know, in the WWE, they faced they're, all they're the Their dad owned the promotion. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. all right. That's okay. Wow, that's congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> but... People paid to see him back that's in the like day. When, that that's, draws like when would, that's like when you would manager of the year every month. <laughs> manager of the month every month. <laughs> every day. Every um, day. <laughs> but, you know, there we go. They faced all the top teams. They probably lost some of them all, but you can't deny their greatness and how great their instrument is. I... <laughs> Uh, well, we'll hear more of that later on. Sure. Um, uh, Don't spoil mention. the ending. Don't spoil the sure. ending of the show. For sure. I love that they would, like, anytime they did a move, they would hug each other and, like, you yes. know. They, they were great. They were the original, the original best friends. Yeah. yeah. And they, they were, were like. They were entertaining. They had that swagger. Even though they lost all the time, they were still cocky as fucks. Yeah, um, like Beverly Brothers type stuff. You yep. know, they were great. Who, by the way, not real brothers. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know, it won't be an episode because it would get lame really fast. But the I'll say it right now, the four greatest fake brothers of all time, the yep. Beverly Brothers, yep. Edge and Christian, Undertaker and Kane and the yep. Dudleys. Yep. There yep. you go. There you go. Done. <laughs> All right, Strum, what's your number four? Well, I have a loud scratch. Um, oh, I have sorry. a feeling <laughs> you still have it. God, I can't even scratch myself. I promise, folks, he was scratching his neck, not something else. Oh, I, uh, the microphone must be right here. Chris, you still have one more left? There we go. Now I can scratch I over there in peace. There I, I have go, a yeah. feeling it's, we're going to overlap. So I don't. have you even been able to say one? I'll, I'll defer to you if you want. I haven't, but I'm the, I'm the straw that stirs the drink, so I don't mind you saying it. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's and only one left. Comes, folks, the straw that stirs the drink. Parcella. We're talking about 10-time WCW Tag Team Champions. Booker oh, T, Stevie oh. Ray, Harlem Heat. I completely forgot about these guys. Harlem Heat, yeah. Like well, Pete, if you scroll a little further, Pete. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they're, they're, Harlem Heat's... 
resume is undeniable. Uh, so as I mentioned, 10 times WCW tag champs. They were six times WCW uh, TV champs together. Two-time PWI Tag Team of the Year in 95 and 96. Obviously, they went to the Hall of Fame a couple years ago. Remember that? Uh, legends. Legends. With And, of course, shout out to Sherry. sensational queen Sherry. Sherry Tremblay. More importantly, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Colonel Robert Parker. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And I want to shout out, and I want to shout out to Hulk Hogan. I'm coming for you. I'd like a shout out to Swimmingly Sherry Swim. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it looks as though uh, Strem and I matched up exactly. Yes. The Young Bucks got uh, made it onto three lists. The Steiner Brothers made it to four lists, and the Hardy Boys made it to four lists. So our official Rushmore of shoot brother tag teams are the Young Bucks, the Hardy Boys, the Harlem Heat, and the Steiner Brothers. A pretty yep. solid list. Yeah. So uh, I, know we're getting, I know we're starting to run a little long in the tooth with this episode, so let's run through, run through some honorable mentions. I've got the Funks. God both, damn it. God both damn sets it. of Briscoes. <laughs> yep. Uh, the Rhodes Brothers, baby. Oh yeah. I had the Rujos as well as the Wild Samoans down as um time out. Can you count the Rhodes brothers? I mean they're only half brothers, Chris. They got they have the same daddy. The same daddy. They have the same daddy, so <laughs> yes. Um and the Usos. The Usos, of course. How did I forget oh. about them? Yeah, I, 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 I had the Usos on my honorable mentions, but I just, I'm just i not a big fan of the Usos. So, so what, Usos? Hurt the, what hurt the Usos for me is um, overdose isn't the right word, but like <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, bur- I'm burnt out on how over-pushed the Usos are. You know well, what I mean? I, I, like, I like the role Jey Uso is playing now. The cuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that role. That's a good role. I got burnt out by seeing just them in the New Day for the last eight years. That's my problem with them. The Um, resume alone, they they deserve to be, like, they're like the the first one off the mountain, in my opinion. Right. I almost put Rosie and Jamal just because they were two big guys, but I think they're cousins. (laughs) What's Trembley doing? (laughs) I think he's having sex. (laughs) Yeah. What about the the Von Erichs? So... It's funny. Von Erichs is tricky. I didn't see enough of anybody but Kerry. I considered them. So I consider them more of a stable uh, or a family. Like same with the Hawks. A stable right? family. Well, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, Ooh. like they didn't have a run. Like right. just like Brett Nolan, they didn't have like a run as a team. Right. right. Which is why I didn't have Brett Nolan on there either. <laughs> I had. Um, uh, Taking us to Nick, the mall. I had Nick and Dolph Nemeth, uh, Nemeth on my uh, honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> oh. I also had Bo Dallas I... and Bray Wyatt, but they just didn't make the cut. And uh, I also had Shawn Michaels and his lazy eye. But again, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what about Randy Savage and the Genius? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did no. they ever even tag with each no. other? I don't know. No. Maybe, maybe early. Maybe early on before oh, they yeah, were maybe. the characters. Well, no, they they actually they like for a while they kind they hid the fact that they were brothers. Although take a look yeah. at them and how can you not know? Right. Um, what about yeah, squat? they kind of kept that quiet. They they kayfaved it, brother. 
Yeah. What about squat squat team member one and squat team member two? <laughs> oh, the ding. I had a. I had one. The dicks or the heartthrobs. <laughs> I had one that we missed. It was a pretty big one. It was uh, Kane and the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I had the Dudley boys. Uh, yes. We already did that joke. Hey, Same so, father. The story. I love the storyline of the Dudley boys, though. Yeah. The dad was a wrestler who traveled when with were, a when sub. When they were at ECW, you mean that yeah. storyline? Yeah. The father was part of a traveling circus that would just impregnate women all around the country, yeah. and that's how we got and all every, of his every kids. Every week, every week, the family grew bigger. There was hey, dances hey. with Dudley and Snot Dudley and Little Spike Dudley and Big Dick yeah. Dudley, Chubby Dudley. Well, originally, oh. originally, Devon and um, what's his face? Devon was a was a Bubba Ray was a face against. Yeah, but no, Bubba and Devon were like like the fourth guys in. Like it was three yeah, other guys that were like the big main event Dudleys, and then they wound up becoming the yeah. big, you know. So the yeah. two of them, the two of them feuded with each other. For the longest time, until Devon turned heel and joined up with his brothers, and they were like, "Oh, these two are the stars. The rest of them are garbage." Wow. I find that funny. Wasn't Adam <laughs> What's that? Was wasn't Adam Baum one of the Dudleys before he was no. Adam? No. No. You're thick. He looks like a like a skinnier version of Big Dick Dudley, dead. Uh-huh. Um, but no, that wasn't Adam Baum. <laughs> oh, okay, it looked just like him. Yeah, like it's like a, a jacked up version of like a, a bigger version of Adam Bomb for sure. Yeah, yeah. Look like. Um, so uh, hopefully we'll be joining everybody again in two weeks with a WrestleMania review. And uh, anybody got a topic in mind for next time? Uh, yeah, the uh, Blood Brother tag teams. Maybe, maybe we should just <laughs> review WrestleMania. And that's it. That's it. it. How well, can you review something you're not going to watch? I was just going to say, here's my question. <laughs> I'll watch it like a week after it happens. Oh, but by then it's old well, news. Here's it. Here's it. News. Uh, it actually doesn't take that long to go through the list if we, especially if we're all in agreement. And I kind of figured we'd all be tied out on this one, so, um, you know, we yeah, were. That's true. Um. Oh, I, I had a damn it. I had a couple ideas. Is written down, and then when we played with the new format for one episode, I was like, "Yeah, this will be good." Um, have we other? Have we ever done? Uh, I was gonna. Say, it's it's too easy. I was gonna say, have we ever yeah, done the top yeah, top four stables? But I feel like that's something we've done. We've done that before. Yeah. Um, Maybe we did it on the old show, like top ten. But okay. We'll come up with something. Yeah, stay tuned. I feel like we always how promise about, the topic, it always changes anyway the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> how about the Rushmore of uh, weapons used in a wrestling match? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Is Extreme of... Rules after WrestleMania? Oh, so the next pay-per-view is not for five weeks after Mania. It's going to be Money in the Bank. And then the next pay-per-view oh. after that is another five weeks after that. So it sounds like they're trying to spread them out instead of being like, oh, three weeks later, there's another pay-per-view. Well, I, well, love now they're, now they're the I love that Money in the Bank is after Mania this year. That's a great idea. Well, I, wish still, I wish there was one Money in the Bank match that was part of Mania. I'm sick of it being its own event. Oh, Sky, I like that it's own, its own pay-per-view. They don't, they don't have enough time at WrestleMania this year to get to one. That's true. Um, 
man, we've done top four. We've done top ten women, Nikki James, and then everybody else. We've done stables. We've done managers. Well, we've folks, done, this is yeah. the last ever uh, Rushmore podcast. We've covered all the topics. We've covered all the topics. I want the top four presidents to put on uh, Rushmore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's been done. It's been done. It's been done, John. That's old hat. Okay. How we'll about come up with something? Oh. The, the least about, four, least oh. four deserving Hall of Fame. Yes. Entrance. The least four deserving. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shitty Rushmore, excluding celebrities. Excluding celebrity wing. I was okay. also going to say top four movies with wrestlers as the star of them. Well, there's only like four of them, so. Oh, there's, oh, there's, tons, there's tons of them. That, write that down. We'll do that one soon. But because the, hot, the Hall of Fame is fresh, the top four, throw them out. Oh, I've got an addendum to it. You're throwing somebody out, you got to replace them with somebody. <laughs> no, ah, no. Okay. There's too many people in the Hall of Fame. Put anybody in there. It's true. All right. So worst four people, non-celebrity wing, in the Hall of Fame. Your first four out, as they would say in March Madness. All right. Yep. Yep. All right. I like it. I like it. Big Dick Energy. Next time, uh, boys. Can I, pick, can I pick the Big Show, even though he's not in the Hall of Fame yet? Because I'll pick oh, the yeah. Big Show. No more no. BS. Next time you boys see me, I will have a forearm full of ink. Oh, baby. Enjoy WrestleMania, baby. Yeah, I'll probably watch yes. it. I'll, I'll watch it after yes. work. Yes. Doesn't uh, matter how you get there. Stram, That's the like sad thing. I'm not going to watch it live, though. I am bummed I'm not watching it live. I'd be more interested if I was going to watch it live. But. Stram, as of right now, Saturday night, we're going to be watching it outside with a fire pit and a projector. So nice. if you want to make the trip on up. We'll be watching yes. it outside, weather permitting. If it rains, yeah. God of Hellfire and I have both been fully vaccinated. So I'll tell you what, Gorilla. If I, I can, if I can scoot out of work early Sunday, I might, I might show up if you're having. People. Yeah, Sunday might be better for me. So keep me posted. You guys are always welcome at my house. Sunday, it might be colder and I might be inside. But again, Jerry, Diane, and I have all been fully vaccinated. So nice. So am I, baby. Let's do That's it. Right. Let's All right, go. Well, well, Chris, you've been, Chris, you've been vaccinated, not fully. <laughs> no, I, I got the Jansen. It's one dose. Yeah, you got the one shot. Yeah. I it want takes, that. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't happen immediately. <laughs> yes, it does. That, that part doesn't matter. I've been vaccinated. Yep. All right. Well, 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 so, see ya. Bye. Oh, did you get it?